2: Good afternoon. It's Thursday. I'm Bill Bunkley, and this is the Bill Bunkley Show. By the way, it's Wednesday, not Thursday. I don't know what I was thinking about because I take a couple of days off, and I don't even know whether it's Monday, Tuesday, or bonus day. Hey, nonetheless, it's Wednesday. That means it is church day for many of us who have an opportunity to go to our midweek services. And uh, But other than that, this is a very, very busy day. I have been out for a few days uh, up in the mountains of Virginia in and around uh, Christiansburg, uh, Blacksburg, and uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for me to uh, unwind at my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house, Mrs. Bunkley's uh, sister, and uh, they have uh, a very uh, peaceful home, two-story home with a second-story deck uh, looking out over the rolling hills and and uh boy, I tell you what, just the trees uh, at one point i I think I was up to about eight or nine different uh, chirps from all of the different birds that uh, were flocking in and out. and what a great place to not only have some quiet time but to get some reading in but i am I am glad to be back. But what I want to comment on, instead of sort of sliding back into things today, boy, oh boy, did Mr. Muller drop? What should have been not necessarily a bombshell, because uh, he was um, only reiterating, except for one point, he was reiterating what he had in his 400-plus 400, 400 page uh, investigative report that's been released to the public. I saw the paperback version at uh, Dallas International Airport. Um, but um, it's, it's what he pulled out, what he said— and um, how that was radiating amongst those, not only uh, in the Congress, around the country, but uh, certainly with uh, what's going to be happening in the media going forward. Now, I want to tell you that we're going to have a special guest coming up uh, in just a few moments, Lanhe, J. Chen, uh, Dr. Chen. Um, is a research fellow at the Hoover Institute, Director of Domestic Policy Studies, and he's a lecturer in public policy program at Stanford University. He's going to be with us to give us his take on what uh, um, Special Counsel Mueller had to say today at his one and only public uh, statement And today was also his exit statement saying that he was shutting down and his work had been completed. So we're going to be looking at some of the comments and my thoughts before we set that time up to be able to uh, get with uh, Dr. Chen. And then uh, we're also going to have an opportunity to talk about a Supreme Court decision uh, of whether or not to ban abortions based on sex selection, race selection, or because uh the unborn baby has a disability. Uh Kevin Feoriat is going to be with us. Uh, he's with the ADF legal team. He's senior counsel and vice president uh, of the Center for Life. He's going to be with us later on during this hour to talk about that topic. Uh I will tell you just a couple of things to get us um set up for today's show that um In the second hour, we're pushing that back to the second hour, we'll talk about uh, today's uh, opportunity for the Florida Cabinet to meet at the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. We'll have that discussion coming up in the second hour. Um, And uh, Pinellas Sheriff Bob Gualiteri uh, seems to be making some headway with the Pinellas County School Board on arming school personnel and why that is a... uh, is a good idea we also may get to a story about workplace burnout um, and now and the fact that that is now a medical uh, diagnosis but we want to tell you that uh, a tampa police officer was involved with a shooting uh, but he wasn't um, a shooting um, in, in an official capacity Now, give you this update on on this story, which I think is uh, very important breaking news before we get back to the Mueller statement. This happened, uh, according to Newswatch 8, um, this happened in Pasco County. A hit-and-run suspect has been captured in Zephyr Hills after there was a manhunt, and uh, that resulted in an off-duty officer being shot. He's with the Tampa Police Department. Uh, he witnessed a hit-and-run crash this morning, and uh, as he was uh, following the subs the suspect after the crash, to comfort him, um, excuse me, to confront him. I got a brand new pair of glasses, and I'm trying to get used to them. As of uh, two hours ago, there was a brief verbal altercation that became a physical altercation, a deputy said during the news conference. During that time, the officer drew his firearm. And as the altercation continued, they continued to wrestle around. The officer inadvertently discharged his firearm into his shoulder. Uh, He is uh, believed to be um, in a life, in a non-life-threatening situation. And so we'll keep an eye on that as the day goes on. But I tell you the big story of today is uh, you might as well put on your best garment of patience. Because the 220 campaign season just got a lot more um, heated. And thanks to the special counsel, Robert Mueller, he has uh, given a softball to both uh, Democrats in the House and the Senate, U.S. House and Senate, as well as the left wing media. And as we go through our discussion during today's program, I think you will see. Um, why I am making that statement. But he appeared today at the Justice Department, and Bill Barr, the Attorney General, was uh, either on his way or in Alaska uh, speaking to some law enforcement personnel. But um, we have Mr. Mueller, and he had several things to say today in his one and only press conference. Now, what I mean by that is is that uh, he hasn't spoken on the collusion investigation, Trump and the Russians, and he hasn't uh, spoken out about the obstruction of justice as well. Today was his one and only um, opportunity to do that that he has taken, and today was also his exit statement, and so all-in-one. And uh, so we've got some things to uh, consider here. And by the way, phone lines be open, 877-943-9673. First of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, two major uh, points that he made, uh, he being Robert Mueller, uh, about the first volume of the report that details the Russian efforts to interfere. I think that's cut number three.
3: The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president.
2: Now, let's deal with the term insufficient evidence. Now, I want to tell you that most, uh, most of what Robert Mueller had to say today is in the original report. The, the new aspects of that is this idea of whether uh, he has a statement that's in direct uh, um, conflict with Attorney General Bill Barr, Bill Barr said that the Department of Justice opinion that sitting presidents should not be prosecuted criminally um, was, uh, Bill Barr attested that uh, he spoke with uh, Special Counselor Mueller on several occasions and that, that that had nothing to do with Mueller's investigation one way or another. Today, Mueller said just... 180 degrees opposite of that, and said that uh, he didn't go deep and didn't pursue anything to go further with indictments because the Department of Justice would not let him do so. That is a major trigger point. Plus, when you hear him talk about insufficient evidence, now what has happened is if you, if you, and I, and by the way, let me say I have not read the entire 400-page report and. I probably don't intend to. I have other things on my reading list I think are um, a little bit more important to me than reading that entire report. But certainly it appears that certain items were cherry picked. This press conference was only eight minutes and he took no questions. This was a design press conference and he, you know, it, it appeared to me and some others that he cherry picked what he wanted to talk about, and that he was clearly setting this up in such a mode that this was a gift. This was a gift to the Democrats in the House and in the U.S. Senate. It was a gift to the left-wing media outlets that has given them now uh, a total do-over recharge. It's almost like we are going to start over now, and that has been the Democrats' wish from day one. Uh, since they took over the house. And so certainly seems like he served this up and set it up. And so um, we don't have time. Yeah, we do. Let's go to cut number four as he talks about uh, more the investigation into obstruction of justice.
3: The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation we conducted that investigation and we kept the Office of the Acting Attorney General apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the President clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the President did commit a crime. The introduction to the Volume 2 of our report explains that— Decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that, too, is prohibited.
2: Well, I have a question for Mr. Mueller, and uh, I am not an attorney, and I don't play one on TV. But... uh if my recollection serves me correctly, President Bill Clinton was indicted by the DOG, uh, DOJ on 13 counts. Indicted on 13 counts, and of which uh, it was settled, and some of those counts he pleaded guilty. Now, I cannot balance out that fact with what Mr. Mueller just had to say about he was prohibited from proceeding. I don't think he wanted to proceed. I don't think he wanted this hot potato. And, in fact, in today's exit statement, he made it clear that he will have nothing more to say than what's in the report and was trying to give the signal, hey, don't don't, uh, subpoena me to come to the Congress because I'm not going to say anything beyond this report. Clearly, it's uh, being shut down. That doesn't prohibit the House from subpoenaing him anyway. And in a few days, he's going to be a private citizen, so we will see. We'll ask the major questions of Lanhee Chen of the Hoover Institute, and he's going to be talking about uh, two or three of the highlights or lowlights that he has seen from this study. All that and more on Bill Bunkley's Show on this important news hour of the day.
4: Do you like winning prizes? How about getting sneak peek opportunities and offers before anyone else? Join the Faith Talk Fan Club today at letstalkfaith.com and gain access to incredible contest opportunities, free movie preview events, discounts and more. If you are passionate about Faith Talk and want to be rewarded just for being a part of the Faith Talk community, sign up for the Faith Talk Fan Club today. Join the Faith Talk Fan Club by clicking the Fan Club tab at letstalkfaith.com.
5: This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. On May 17th, America lost one of the 20th century's most significant, popular, but underrated writers when Herman Woke died just 10 days before his 104th birthday. Author of The Cane Mutiny, Marjorie Morningstar, Winds of War, and War in Remembrance, nobody could deny this Pulitzer Prize winner's gifts as a storyteller. But as a World War II naval officer, his America-loving, pro-military, and richly religious themes led the critical establishment to frequently denigrate his work. His perennial bestseller, This Is My God, showed that vigorous observance and artistic achievement in literature on Broadway, and even in Hollywood, can flourish together. Woke will be deeply missed and rich deserves the traditional Jewish tribute. Zechert Tzadik Livracha. May the memory of the righteous be blessed. I'm Michael Medved.
0: The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes.
1: Weekday mornings at 6. Join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse.
5: You cannot entertain any thoughts that it might
1: be an option of whether I want to let these desires live and develop into sinful actions there's no option they have to die listen to verse by verse with pastor steve kreloff weekday mornings at six on faith talk am 910 and fm 102.1 online at letstalkfaith.com
2: good afternoon bill bunkley here back on this very busy, busy Wednesday afternoon, as we're going to be talking with uh, Lon E. with uh, the Hoover Institute about a very interesting eight minute statement, exit statement by Robert Mueller in the investigation of the president, uh, having to do with both the um, uh, Russian investigation on collusion and then, of course, uh, what goes along with that uh, in the investigation of that issue the obstruction of justice. And uh, though today, as I have been reiterating that uh, basically except for one major area of disagreement with uh, the Attorney General Bill Barr as to whether or or not uh, the pursuit of the President uh, and DOJ policy had any impact on the decision, that is up in the air. Lai Chen is with me this afternoon. Uh, He is the research fellow at the Hoover Institute, as well as director of domestic policy studies and lecturer in the public policy program at Stanford University. Uh, Been involved with uh, many issues, many campaigns down throughout the years. And with that, uh, Dr. Chen, good to have you with us this afternoon.
6: Hey, good to be with you. Thank you.
2: Well, let me ask you the big question. How political was today's statement by Robert Mueller, and to what degree has it recharged uh, House Democrats as well as the left-wing media, which we may be hearing about this well past the 2020 election?
6: Yeah, I think that's right. I think we will hear about, about it a lot. I mean, I, the fascinating thing to me was it was a, a press conference where absolutely nothing new was said. There, there was no new information revealed. Uh, there was nothing which changed the reality of the situation, which we knew before from the release of the Mueller report, which is that there was no collusion uh, with the Russians by and on behalf of the Trump campaign in 2016. So I I don't know that we learned a whole lot more. I think your instinct is right, which is the left and a lot of Democrats are going to use it to try and argue that, you know, we need more investigation and we need to get Mueller to testify. But, But I think the American people have made up their minds on this, to be totally honest with you. And I'm not Quite sure how much more there is to be gained, but you're right in the sense the discussion is an entirely political one now.
2: Dr. Chen, I'm certainly not the only one because uh, people were weighing in on this uh, immediately after he got done with his eight-minute statement. But it sure seems that uh, for those who might be in the conspiracy theory business, it sure seems like he cherry-picked. Here we have 400 plus pages. And the items that he picked for his eight-minute press conference, especially emphasizing, hey, I couldn't do the investigation because we haven't done investigations here because of a a Department of Justice opinion about indicting sitting presidents, notwithstanding the fact that Bill Clinton was indicted, what, on 13 charges of some that he pleaded guilty. But it sure seemed like this was a setup, like, hey, I've done my job. Oh, now it's time to give it to the Congress to decide whether to impeach or not. Your thoughts.
6: Well, even if it wasn't a setup, even if that's not what he intended, that's how people read it, and I think they, they, they should read it that way, because now what you've done is you've given the Democrats in Congress the opening they think they need to pursue further investigation. And look, let, let's be honest here. The ultimate goal for the Democrats is they, they want to get to impeachment. They want to pursue uh, articles of impeachment against President Trump, and they will stop at nothing to get there, in my mind, because there's so many Democrats, now not all of them, but so many Democrats who have. Decided that they want to uh, go all the way to the mat with President Trump, and I, I think what today's press conference and what the ongoing conversation about the Mueller report is is really a cover for them uh, to undertake this activity. Which, by the way, I don't think the vast majority of Americans really want. Well, let's let's pursue
2: that because uh, you, your statement, I think, I agree with is whether or not the American public and, and of course, partisans on left and right are going to be uh, reacting to this, but. The question is, uh, we have uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, in California today, and she's being pressured by those on the far left to jump right into impeachment, including several of her committee chairs uh, in the Congress and the House. She still is uh, wary about that because she's one of the ones that has a long institutional memory. And uh, regardless of what Mueller said today, that will be forgotten sometime in the future, except when it's drummed up. But you have, uh, you, you have this evidence in history that what the Republicans tried to do under Speaker Gingrich to impeach uh, Clinton, it backfired. This can really still backfire here, notwithstanding the fact that it looks like a big setup.
6: Well, right. I mean, I think it's interesting because Democrats need to be careful what they ask for. Uh, yes. There's a reason why Nancy Pelosi. Look, she she's very savvy. Whether you like her or not, she she gets her politics and she understands what the challenges are with proceeding forward with impeachment. So she gets it, and and the reason she's against it is precisely because she believes it's going to boomerang on Democrats in the same way or in a similar way that impeachment uh, arguably hurt Republicans in the Clinton uh, era. So you know, she she knows what she's doing. I I think the challenge she has is she doesn't have control over her own uh, group of members in Congress. You know, she's got a bunch of of Democrats who are on the far left wing of of the party, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or even people who are running for president like Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts or Cory Booker of New Jersey, and all they want to do is impeach Trump. So she's trying to sound the alarm, but she may not ultimately have control over what happens, Bill.
2: We've got about a minute and a half left. My question is, uh, of course – It looks like that uh, Robert Mueller wants to wash his hands of this and be a private citizen. But uh, once he becomes a private citizen, then isn't he still open game to be subpoenaed by the House as a a private citizen, not restrained by DOJ um, um, directives at all? If he testifies, he, he said today that he would only refer to the report what do you what do you think? Do you think that the Democrats will call him in any way for the spectacle or uh do you think that now that he's set this up and given them this softball he he'll be off the hook?
6: Well, three things. First of all, I think Democrats absolutely will uh subpoena him and will call him forward to testify even though uh he's already said, there's not a whole lot more to say about this. The, the second thing to remember is Bob Mueller is a very disciplined guy. So he's not going to deviate too much, if at all, from the script, which is the report he put out. And the final thing to realize is even though he is a private citizen as of 5 o'clock Eastern time today, uh, it is the case that there are certain rules he's still bound by. There are still certain things, particularly relating to investigations that are ongoing, where he is bound to not uh, not necessarily speak freely. And so there are still some restrictions that will apply to him, even though he is a private citizen. But, yes, I fully expect Democrats to take advantage of this and, and to use it as a spectacle uh, of calling him up there and asking him questions, which he's not going to give us new answers to, but everyone wants their five minutes of fame, so they'll do it.
2: I guess it's easy to say, uh, Dr. Chen, not only is it going to be a long, hot summer, This is to me this is going to be one of the most grueling campaigns between now and November 2020.
6: Absolutely, absolutely. Put, put your seatbelts on, get ready to go.
2: Or your earplugs, right?
6: That's
2: right. <laughs> Dr. Chin, thank you so much. Dr. Chin, research fellow at the Hoover Institute. Connect at hoover.org, hoover.org. Dr. Chin, thanks for being with us. Thank you. God bless. All right, coming up in a moment, we're going to be switching to a Supreme Court decision, and we're going to be uh, exploring that with Kevin Turow, who's with the Alliance Defending Freedom and uh, Terrio, and it has to do with um, whether or not sex selection and others can be part of an abortion decision.
7: In other With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Special Counsel Robert Mueller says efforts by Russia to interfere in the 2016 presidential election deserves the attention of every American. Mueller says there has been a lot of talk about him testifying before Congress.
3: Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully, and the work speaks for itself.
7: Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders had this response. The special counsel has completed the investigation closed his office, and has closed the case. The report was clear. There was no collusion, no conspiracy, and the Department of Justice confirmed there was no obstruction.
8: Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, untangling 45 lies Christians have been told. Visit this station's website to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. Then enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas this fall. Download your free guide and enter to win a trip to Dallas at letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com.
7: What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio.
8: Travel Cats has put together an incredible Mediterranean adventure just for you. Explore the same streets in Greece and Turkey the Apostle Paul walked as he spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or sail the Mediterranean surrounding the Greek islands in Turkey. These are the most sought-after journeys in the eastern Mediterranean. Book with Travel Cats at 352-277-7300. Or go to TravelCats.com. That's 352-277-7300. Or book today at TravelCats.com. That's cats with a K. TravelCats.com.
6: Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look.
1: Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden weeknights at 630 on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1. Don't let that keep you down.
2: We're back, Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show. Glad to have you aboard. Well, yesterday we had uh, an issue with the, with the United States Supreme Court. The court declined to take up a case challenging an Indiana law barring abortions based on a, an unborn children, unborn child's sex, race, or disability, and we're talking about sex selection, we're talking about race selection, or we're talking about uh, potential disability selection, and that an abortion would be based on uh, one of those three areas. And um, anyway, the United States Supreme Court did not decide to get involved with that aspect of the case, as uh, for now, they have allowed the lower court ruling to be upheld, and uh, there's another part of the Indiana case that has to do with um, these uh, aborted babies, what to do with their remains. Today we have um, Kevin Terrio, who is the, the Senior Counsel and Vice President of the Center for Life with ADF. And uh, we want to talk about this decision this afternoon. And, of course, Alliance Defending Freedom is very, very Much on the front end, and uh, we always enjoy the uh, information they bring to bear when they're with us on the show. Kevin, good to have you with us.
10: Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here.
2: Kevin, a couple of cases uh, that have uh, begun to come out from this session of the court, the high court. But talk about, uh, give us some idea as to this Indiana case. I sort of set it up. But um, perfect opportunity, maybe or maybe not, for the justices to take up this, this whole idea about sex selection for abortions. Give us uh, the background on this and uh, where we truly stand.
10: Well, the, the really good news is that the court summarily reversed the, the lower court's uh, opinion that, uh, that struck down Indiana's law, uh, saying that uh, Indiana couldn't, treat aborted babies like humans. And, of course, uh, the fetal remains statute you related, uh, alluded to says that, uh, that uh, abortion facilities aren't permitted to just treat aborted babies like human waste. And the court upheld that law, and that was fantastic news. It has a lot of great implications for those um, of us who are pro-life and speaks to the lie that the other side keeps promulgating that, oh, this is just a lump of cells.
2: Now, when we look at this case, um, now this case only will apply to that particular district, right? This is not a case that will apply uh, on this first aspect of our conversation nationwide, correct? Well,
10: it, it applies in the sense that when the Supreme Court makes a ruling and says that a state like Indiana can treat aborted babies like uh, the humans that they are when it comes to burial, then you know that that has implications for all other states. Any other state across the country can do the same thing Indiana does did they don't have to do it, but they can do it.
2: but the idea is normally they would there would have to be a similar case, and then, as it goes through the process, either because of referring to this now fresh Indiana case um it still doesn't necessarily say that those that oppose us, who are pro-life and have these contrary opinions on feudal remains, they could still be pursuing these individual states. It isn't it isn't something that's just going to absolutely erase this off the uh, off the American landscape, right? That's right. That's right. So if if Missouri
10: wants to pass a law that says that you have to treat. Um, unborn babies, like fetal remains of babies that are born, uh, then the, this case indicates that they can do that, and it would be constitutional. So that's it, it's good news.
5: Mm.
2: Uh, Kevin Terrio, talk a little bit about. Obviously, these justices know that the the playing field has been set. There's going to be uh, multiple potential cases. Uh, percolating up from the individual states, we we know that Alabama probably is going to take the prize for the most direct um, uh, protection uh, and prohibitions against abortion. Um, we see that here was a case where they could have ruled whether or not, um, say, sex selection could be part of a of an abortive mother situation. Well, I wanted a boy; it's a girl, so I'm going to abort it. They sidestep that, and I also want you to talk about that, but also talk about the fact that with all these different cases, which one do you think, how does the court determine which one is going to be the one percolating up that they may take, and do they think in this particular instance there will be other cases that will be more indicative of coming to um, a decision and a ruling? Talk about that.
10: Well, I think, The first thing that you alluded to is that is what about Indiana's eugenics law that prohibits
2: discrimination
10: based on sex, race, and uh, and disability, and and the court said that it wasn't ready to hear a law like that, and the reason, and that's pretty typical uh, of laws that haven't been that are that are kind of new, and that courts of appeals across the country haven't uh, had a chance to address. The Supreme Court likes they use the word percolate that you mentioned. Um, it likes the lower courts to uh, make sure all the legal and factual issues are fleshed out before it weighs in so it can kind of um, make one final decision. Uh, so the the court was careful to note that it wasn't saying that we're not going to take one of these. As a matter of fact, Justice Thomas in his concurrence said, yeah, we really need to take one of these. And there are a couple um, of those eugenics kind of laws that are pending below, like there's one out of Ohio, um, that it could take in the next couple of years, so um, so we're optimistic the court might take one of those. Uh, does that does that make sense?
2: Yes, and and what I wanted to point out, well, I, I I was, it was a very extensive. I thought uh, in a case they weren't going to take up. I thought that Justice Thomas certainly dove into the merits of the whole eugenics. At the same time, um, and, and it's reported that he. And Justice Ginsburg uh, sort of had a little bit of clash in their opinions, but the other headline that's coming out of that is that uh, Justice Ginsburg made a statement that uh, women seeking abortions are not mothers. Would you like to weigh in on that one
10: <laughs> yeah, and of course
2: there's the the battle
10: of the of, of the words and how we're going to frame the issue and of course uh, the fact of the matter is that they are mothers. Anyone who says that they're expecting a baby says they're an expected mother. They and just because you decide you don't want the baby doesn't make you not a mother anymore. And but that's the lie the other side wants you to believe. And that goes to the the great wind that we had, and that is that look, states can recognize that not only are unborn babies babies that should be um, treated with dignity when they when they die, um, but um, if they are babies then the person carrying them is a the mother. Uh, there's That's clear. And so this is, once again, uh, Justice Ginsburg is parroting uh, the, uh, the, the way the other side likes to talk about the issue because they know that if everybody starts thinking about these unborn children as babies, that their chances of continuing uh, to be able to kill them go down.
2: And so as we march on, today we're talking with... Uh, Kevin Terrio, uh, he is the senior counsel and vice president of the Center with Life for the Alliance Defending Freedom with us today. By the way, that website that uh, you probably ought to bookmark if you're interested in following these important decisions of the high court, uh, ADFL, or, uh, adflegal.org, that's adflegal.org. I want to switch gears to another case that uh, the court declined to hear yesterday, And that concerned a Pennsylvania school district's policy that allows transgender students to use locker rooms and restrooms, matching their gender identity, um, disregarding other students' bodily privacy rights. And, of course, this is uh, we have a county just north of uh, Hillsboro, where I'm broadcasting from, Kevin, this afternoon, uh, up in Pasco County. The school board there quietly uh, enacted this policy. And uh, they um, they had it uh, revealed. They even had a school board meeting and lots of parents, pastors showed up and basically they got rebuffed. Um, This seems like one that uh, one day the court's going to have to rule on. And there were several uh, I think I read in the report uh, that there were some testimonies from some of the kids. Talk about this one not being heard this time.
10: You're correct. The, the court decided not to hear it. I think I think you're right also that the court will eventually have to hear it uh, or something like it. Although um, we have another case pending before the court that the court did agree to care, uh, agree to hear the Harrisburg, uh, the Harris Funeral Home, excuse me, uh, case where a uh, individual who um, went through or was in the process of going through sex change uh, sued. It's his employer because he thought that um, the f- employer would have to start treating him like a woman. And the question before the court is, does the law that, that prohibits um, discrimination based upon sex, does that sex include someone who decides to attempt to change their sex through some sort of sex change therapy? And, um, and the Supreme Court's going to rule on that uh, in the next in this fall. Um, well, they're going to hear it this fall. They we'll we'll, we, we may not rule on it until next year. And that will help provide some guidance for this case that you're referring to that, where cert was denied, the Boyertown case. Um, and in other words, can can the courts redefine sex, or does sex mean what it's always meant, and that is um, a man and a woman and as you are uh, biologically determined at birth?
2: Interesting. Uh, one quick question, got a minute, minute and a half left, uh, Kevin, and that is, and, and if you can't comment on this, I certainly understand. But, of course, I know that uh, when you get together with your fellow colleagues there at ADF, you know, the big question on, 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 on the global scale is we've got a couple of justices, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Roberts. Lots been written about the fight for the seats on the Supreme Court. There seems to be some mixed signals, and uh, and are, are we? Do we really have a court like we've always had a court that uh, to try and label it as uh, getting conservative is always dangerous? Do you, or does ADF, just as they're getting prepared on some of these cases, do you have uh, any apprehension about um, speculating that a judge would be conservative in this area? Do, do you have any? wait-and-see attitudes, I should ask, on, on whether this court truly is conservative or not? Um, well, I think it's going to vary
10: on a case-by-case basis. I think one of the things that we've seen in the past couple months is it's difficult to pigeonhole the judge, the justices on the Supreme Court, and uh, and sometimes you may get a liberal, uh, what's considered a liberal judge, rule um, our way on our religious liberty or our free speech issue. And sometimes you may have a conservative judge roll the way that some might conserve, consider liberal. But um, I am, one of the things that I'm confident in is that uh, Justice Roberts, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Gorsuch, and of course, Justice Justices Thomas and Alito, they're going to do, um, they're not going to try to make law. They're going to try to um, interpret the law as the law is written, whether that be a statute or the Constitution. And so um, I'm very optimistic that that bodes well for um, religious liberty, for, for family, for life in the future. And so uh, I think Justice Roberts, who's the chief justice, is going to take things, any kind of change, very slowly because he All wants right. to make sure that the integrity of the court is good. But other than that, I think, I think we're in good shape.
2: All right, uh, Kevin Terrio, uh, who is with ADF, uh, excellent opportunity to share with us today. we got a hard break coming up. Thank you so much for being with us. That website is ADFlegal.org, ADFlegal.org. Kevin, thanks for being with us. Appreciate you having me on. Take care. We'll be
11: right back. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? That's 800-518-4020
12: You're a do-it-yourselfer You fix things around the house Take care of the yard Wash your car And on top of it all Run your own business But wow When it comes to digital marketing and advertising Things aren't so do-it-yourself You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world, but you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and, most importantly, Revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at SurroundTampa.com. SurroundTampa.com. Connecting you with new customers.
13: There's no question you need Omega-3s, but which form should you take? We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now, it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765.
2: Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on earth. This bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel.
0: Call to book today,
1: 800-247-1899, or click Stand With Israel at Let's Talk Faith Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh one-half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some some proof that he owes you the money.
11: Okay,
1: I appreciate that. Ask an attorney with Joe Pippen Saturday mornings at eight on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at Let's Talk boom. boom, boom, boom,
11: boom, boom.
2: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley. Phone lines are open finally at 877 943 9673. 877 943 9673. Uh, Been a very busy day, and with our special guest uh, now opening up the phone lines if you'd like to comment. In the meantime, what happened about 6,500 miles away from the state of Florida that's very important to the state of Florida today? Well, as you may or may not have realized over the extended Memorial Day weekend, that on Saturday, uh, some of our top officials, including Governor Ron DeSantis, members of the cabinet, uh, took off for Israel. And they have been in the land of the Bible for several days. They're staying uh, in Tel Aviv. Uh, but today was one of the highlights of the trip, in addition to all of the trade talks, all the different meetings that they and a traveling party of about 90 people, uh, a lot of folks from South Florida, a fair amount of folks from the Jewish community, uh, obviously, uh, along as well as uh, some of the important players from the state capitol in Tallahassee, lobbyists and the, and the like. But today they held what was uh, a cabinet meeting that uh, some tried to stop. One of the ones trying to stop the cabinet meeting was the Tampa Bay Times right here in our listening area. Uh, there were those who felt that uh, a cabinet meeting is subject to the Sunshine Law, which it is, is subject to people being able to come and address the cabinet, which they can And so today, after two different attempts in the courts to block it, uh, both those attempts were rejected by uh, Florida judges. In fact, earlier today, the Florida cabinet did hold their meeting at the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Now, they didn't quite get to hold the meeting in the very impressive palatial um, part of of the embassy there in Jerusalem. And the reason why they couldn't meet in the room is that it is still under construction. So there was uh, another room, um, sort of a side room, and they basically, the four of them, the three cabinet members and Ron DeSantis, sat at a table, uh, a regular, like one of your long folding tables with a a white covering. And uh, from there, they conducted what was uh, basically a ceremonial meeting. Nothing of great importance or nothing of, of uh, Florida decision-making importance uh, was held there. Even though they had live microphones, it was uh, stream-backed uh, on the Florida Channel today, uh, that meeting. And so for those who wanted to view the cabinet meeting, they had that opportunity. And in fact, uh, oftentimes, uh, if you were to exclude the press, Very, very few people show up for a cabinet meeting unless there is a controversial subject. The governor commented uh, to the press about the fact of people not having access that probably there would be more people watching uh, this cabinet meeting than any other cabinet meeting uh, back in the state of Florida. Now, obviously, if we were talking about something very controversial, that may or may not be the case, but uh, certainly the governor's point is well taken. So they have had an opportunity to uh, travel uh, Florida. Uh, a couple of things that has been proclaimed in the proclamations is Florida is uh, very committed to stand with Israel. Uh, I think the governor uh, espoused the one-state solution for the land that Israel now occupies. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, they had uh, a discussion about uh uh, understanding once going up on the Golan Heights, why the Golan Heights has to remain uh, under Jewish control for the national security of the nation, and um, then the decision for Florida several months ago uh, to put the uh, Airbnb company uh, on a restricted basis uh, because of their supporting of the boycott in Israel uh, since they now are uh, allowing Jewish properties in the West Bank to be part of the Airbnb inventory, which you can view on their webpage, uh, the governor uh, today proclaimed that uh, they would no longer be on the, uh, the list of those supporting the boycott of Israel. So uh, those are some of the things that came out of the meeting. Um, The governor is scheduled to uh, confer with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister. And for those of you uh, circling back a little bit, those of you concerned about uh, the cabinet, I understand that next week uh, they're going to have a regularly scheduled cabinet meeting uh, in the cabinet chambers in Tallahassee. So uh, they'll be right back in front of the people where they will be discussing some of the issues Uh, that pertain directly uh, to Florida. So that's going to be coming up during uh, the next week. And if there's anything important that comes out of that, as always, we will cover that. So phone lines will be open during the second hour of the show, 877-943-9673. Going to be talking about Pinellas Sheriff Bob Gualateri in his county meeting with school board members who are opposed to arming teachers in school. However, looks like he's making some headway about uh, arming some of those school personnel. We'll talk about the case he put before the school board and uh, why two or three are thinking about modifying their no, no, absolutely no position. We'll also talk about workplace burnout is now a new medical diagnosis. Hey, I'll be over on AM 570 or AM 910 Come over and enjoy the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show.
8: Travel Cats has put together an incredible Mediterranean adventure just for you. Explore the same streets in Greece and Turkey the Apostle Paul walked as he spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or sail the Mediterranean surrounding the Greek islands in Turkey. These are the most sought-after journeys in the eastern Mediterranean. Book with Travel Cats at 352-277-7300. Or go to TravelCats.com. That's 352-277-7300. Or book today at TravelCats.com. That's cats with a K. TravelCats.com.
0: Sunday mornings at 730. Don't miss the Crucified Message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, he gives us life. He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The Crucified Message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30. On Faith Talk AM 570, and online at letstalkfaith.com.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk a service of the Salem Media
14: Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. For the first time since he concluded his two-year investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election, we've heard from the special counsel. In a brief statement at the Department of Justice, Robert Mueller reiterated what he called the central allegation of his
3: investigation. There were multiple, systematic efforts to interfere in our election, and that allegation deserves the attention of every. American. As to no conclusion on obstruction of justice, Mueller said that was not an option. Under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. On the possibility of testifying before Congress... Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. Mueller officially
14: closed the investigation and said he was resigning his post at justice. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Missouri Governor Mike Parsons standing firm on the state's threat not to renew the license of the only Planned Parenthood clinic there. Parsons said Planned Parenthood has been dragging its feet responding to health inspectors' concern about their St. Louis clinic. If Planned Parenthood is following all Missouri laws governing abortion and operating a safe environment for women's care, they shouldn't have any issues cooperating with the standard and ordinary view required by state law tornadoes and flooding plaguing much of the country today. A.J. Gary, Arkansas's director of emergency management, says the state's emergency operations center is fully activated to respond to historic flooding.
7: That's going to be a long event. Uh, we have a lot of our levees that are going to be under extreme pressure for a long period of time. And as the governor stated, there's a lot of unknowns. We don't know if those levies will hold. On Wall
14: Street, the are down, down by 221 points. The Nasdaq dropped 60. The SP lower by 19. Oil down to 58.81 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com.
0: When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Ah, the copperhead snake. It hisses before attacking. But that's not a copperhead. That's the Sullivan's RV freshwater tank overflowing into their black one, which is backing into their vent pipe, making for a very different kind of attack. One that arrives just in time for taco night. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
14: A British judge has ruled that former Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson will be summoned to court over allegations that he lied and misled the public during the Brexit referendum campaign in 2016. Correspondent Charles de Ledesma reports. District Judge Margot Coleman says Boris Johnson will answer
13: questions about his possible misconduct in public office when he claimed Britain contributed $442 million to the European Union each week. Britain's statistics regulator has said Johnson's claim about that vast figure was misleading and a gross misuse of official statistics. Johnson was a key figure in the Leave campaign advocating a break with the EU. The case comes at an awkward time for the former Foreign Secretary, who intends to stand to become Prime Minister following Theresa May's resignation over Brexit. Charles de la London.
14: News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump's national security adviser is releasing new allegations against Iran as he meets with officials in the United Arab Emirates. National security
13: adviser John Bolton is accusing Iran or its proxies in a number of attacks on oil facilities in the Persian Gulf including the new revelation there was a failed attack recently on a Saudi port city, the final point of the kingdom's east-west pipeline. Bolton also blames Iran for sabotaging four oil tankers off the coast of Fujairah, and he says there's no reason for Iran to breach the terms of the Obama-era nuclear deal that the U.S. has scrapped, other than to speed up the pursuit of atomic weapons. The U.S. is sending more troops to the region and has deployed an aircraft carrier and B-52 bombers jackie quinn washington
14: mexican authorities have issued an arrest warrant for the former director of state oil firm petróleos mexicanos he's wanted for alleged corruption more on these stories at townhall.com
0: christ demands first place there's no room on the
5: throne of your
0: heart for two gods this is the bill bunkley show
2: And it's good to be with you. I was just contemplating the, the topics of our first hour. And contemplating them from a biblical worldview. Here we are deciding or trying to decide, trying to diminish the taking of unborn life. Because of our preferences. There is no doubt that when we say the United States is divided, I don't even know in in some of the issues that we talk about on the Bill Bunkley show, I don't even know sometimes if we're evenly divided. Take, for instance the issue of abortion, take the issue of marriage, and take the issue of particularly underage children choosing which sex they desire to be, and then based on that decision Certainly impacting a lot of rules about the other students' privacy rights, locker rooms, dressing rooms, sports competition. And you might think, well, half the country supports that, half half doesn't. Well, I don't know for sure because if you have been tracking my program and the last two or three years of the research that comes out of Pew Research or Gallup polls. And the reason why I I put this question forward, because as I was having some R&R in the mountains of Virginia over the last several days, not only contemplating in the middle of where much of the Civil War had taken place in the 1860s, hundreds of thousands of fatalities in the most costliest war in terms of lives ever for the US. I just I just in looking out over the Virginia landscape and, and even coming back to our top stories today. It is amazing and I don't know for sure if it's in a positive sense, but it's an amazing thought to think about where we've come from in 200 plus years, only 200 plus years. And for those listening today, probably in three, three categories, I know we have some Orthodox Christians listening today. You believe in the inerrancy of the scriptures. You will follow biblical instruction from Genesis to Revelation. Then you've got some that are listening today. Things are not working in your life. Maybe they haven't worked in your life for some time. You've heard about this fellow named Jesus. And that he is a forgiver of sins. A lover of all when they come to him, regardless of the sin in their life. And that he, he can redeem them. And you're listening today. And then we have another group, and that is maybe you've fallen victim over the years of sort of one foot in the church, one foot out of the church. You don't want to admit it, but maybe you're in that lukewarm stage. Your heart pulls you at times to wanting to get back active in the church. Other times, the pleasures just absolutely intoxicate you and take you away from any thoughts about returning to Jesus. And in those three perspectives, then we have the issues of the day. And, you know, someone's going to be right about this abortion issue. I happen to believe that what God instructed us in his word, how precious we are in our mother's womb and knowing us before we were in that womb and that the plans for my life have been laid out long before I came to this earth. I believe that. And so that shapes my worldview, whether during the first hour or the second hour. And so we're so caught up living in primarily in urban areas in our listing geographical territory. And and if you don't, probably won't be long before you do because of the development, people that are moving here. And, And I just think about the fact that for all of us today, We have to we have to rise above our busyness and not let these issues be just another story. Because I suspect there are a lot of folks throughout America, some listening today, you would, call yourself a Christian but you would have no qualms about many of the decisions for electing to receive an abortion here in America. Same is true that you may be a you may be a self-described Christian And though it goes counter to the culture, when it comes to the Bible pointing out that marriage is between one man and one woman. No other combinations. No other modifications. Nada. But yet you as a Christian may feel, well, that's what the Bible says, but you know what? People ought to just make up their own minds. Well, I understand that, and it's very, it's very painful. And I can tell you that all these years I've been very careful to be very individually respectful of persons and the decisions that they make. And then, of course, the whole idea of we have a a very small minority of of kids that are now involved with uh, the modern-day discussion, the modern-day push for uh, special rights of those who uh, are, are seeking to be identified from a different gender, And that is taken so much in the context of their point of view, their plight, and never is there a lot said about the rights of other children and the parents that represent them about having one particular of the binary sexes have their locker rooms, the other has their locker rooms, all that being thrown uh, upside down on its head. And so look at, the, look at the things that we're arguing about today in American culture. And I want to bring you back in just for a few moments where we take a break and ask you a question. What if, not so much for our Orthodox Christians, but what if Jesus is who he says he is? What if he he is the way, the truth, and the life? And what if the Holy Word of God, which is the Bible, inspired by the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus... If you believe it's inspired, how could you believe to take some aspects of God's inspired word and just discard them? Because today, I want to call all who are listening today back to Orthodox Christianity. There's a lot of heretics in the world today. There's a lot of people who call themselves Christians or pastors or whatever, and they preach or teach heresy. Now, that's nothing new. That's been around ever since the misinterpretations of Jesus Christ when he walked on the earth. But I was coming to the conclusion that I wish I knew, and God, Jesus on the throne knows the answer to this question because he knows all of our hearts. In America, how many self-professing Christians are actually Orthodox Christians? Are Christians that get up every day thanking the Holy Spirit for filling them, asking the Holy Spirit to teach them, to guide them, and to, you know, hey, watch my going, my goings in, my goings out. Bless, Bless what I'm doing. Let me be mindful of you all day. I mean, how many of us are really out there or right here? Soon we'll have Dr. Albert Moeller with us, and he's written a brand new book on the Apostles' Creed. Excellent, excellent read. And for those of you who want to know, in an abbreviated fashion, the basics of accepting Jesus Christ, the basics of being a Christian, adhering to, to the inerrancy of the scriptures. It's a very a very highly recommended read. And we'll have Dr. Muller with us. But it really triggered in my mind that I wanted to share with this audience this afternoon. If you're addicted to something, if you have tried it the world's way and it is producing pain, it's producing punishment, it's, it's It's when you're realistically self-evaluating, you know, this is not good for me. This is not what I ought to be doing. I want to just tell you that if you will either as a first-time believer die to yourself and accept Jesus, if you will either, if you are of the second camp that, you know, I was born to church, I was raised in a church, I went to college and, you know, kind of went my own way, but I'm kind of empty, don't have a real purpose. I don't know. I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. You know what? Come home. Get back into the Word. Because I believe that as I'm seeing things shape up in this country, Either Orthodox Christians are going to have to get together, and in love, and by the way, I say in love, we're going to have to engage this culture, first and foremost, with the truth about Christ, and invite people to invite him into their hearts. That's number one. And then number two, only as a shoot or or, or an uproot out of God's scripture do we look at the issues of the day and try to eliminate our emotions sometimes even our opinions not based on scripture but we need to we need to have a revival in our life to go to scriptures go to the scriptures what does the bible have to say need to pray about the holy spirit bringing that not only to mind but as a as a regular, repetitive force in our life as we go through our day and truly live for Christ. Because so many of us, in closing, so many of us have gotten to our holy huddles. And what I mean by that is you're comfortable with the church you've been at for 20 years. And I want to challenge you, and this may step on toes, If you are excited about going to Nicaragua or Honolulu or, as one church is doing, to Ireland, to New York City, and you're going there with the stated purpose that I'm going on missions for one week this summer and I'm going to share the gospel while I'm there. Well, it's a little easier for me to make this challenge to you than maybe your your local pastor. If you are going on one of these trips, have you shared the gospel with an equal amount of persons here, stateside, in your neighborhood, at your office, in your social or recreational life? Because that's what you have to ask, because there's a fine line between Christian vacations with a little bit of manual labor. I know I'm being kind of tough, but I want to jar you to think about your motivations, because so much of our faith with the Lord, we don't have faith in the seen, we have the faith in the unseen. And our hearts, our attitudes... More and more of the people in our area need to see us out and about who are smiling, praising, encouraging Christians to everyone we meet. And be ready when they ask, well, why, Bill Bunkley, are you so cheerful today? You're always in there. I said, well, I'd like to tell you about that now that you ask because I have found something that is so full of truth in an untruthful world It is a life changer. And by the way, I'd like to share a little bit with you or if it's uh, someone of the opposite sex, or I'd like to really plug you in with someone that can maybe help you change your life. And I'll just close with that because God is with us regardless of what the media says regardless what the liberal courts say, regardless of those uh, who 2,000 years ago we would call pagans as they oppose anything with God, Jesus, or the gospel. Don't believe all those lies. If we are true to God, it's time for us to get serious. One, about spending time with him seriously, and then B, as we go out the mission trips and everywhere else, ask ourselves the questions: uh, are, are we are we true to Him in all aspects of our life? Are we looking for opportunities to share Him, or are we looking for ways to duck out whenever someone says, "Hey, I know you. Aren't you on? Aren't you a host on Christian radio? Hey, I, I know you." Don't you work on behalf of Christian folks in Tallahassee? Hey, hey, I I know you. It was a picnic the other day. Don't you go to that big church? And I don't want to ever be the one to say, oh, no, 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 like Peter. Not me. You got me mixed up with somebody else because I don't want to enter the fray or the controversy. If you want your children, your children's children after that to have a legacy for Christ we have to change a lot of our ways right now your thoughts 8779439673 take your calls next on bill bunkley show oh, yeah.
1: the trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRIUS Mulo 52 weeks by UPC.
4: Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now. My menopause all my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Ambarin. Amberin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to restore
11: your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Thanks to
4: Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works, it really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens,
11: Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amber in today. In the last seven years, Autoglass America has paid out over $2 million buying back damaged windshields. Some people think this is too good to be true, but just ask any of Autoglass America's over 70,000 customers. If your windshield is chipped or cracked, call us. We'll buy it back. No gimmicks, no hassle, no fuss, no muss. Just cash in your pocket with a brand new windshield. Autoglass America at 813 glass if it's chipped or cracked we buy it back period
7: what if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28 what's true preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy we know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio
4: do you like winning prizes how about getting sneak peek opportunities and offers before anyone else join the faith talk fan club today at letstalkfaith.com and gain access to incredible contest opportunities free movie preview events discounts and more if you're passionate about faith talk and want to be rewarded just for being a part of the faith talk community sign up for the faith talk fan club today join the faith talk fan club by clicking the fan club tab at letstalkfaith.com
1: God
11: is on the
1: Here
2: hey, we're back. bill bunkley is in the house. 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Now My next topic, I did not publicize. My next topic, I did not market. And let me just say that this is is a subject I feel compelled that we need to talk about, but it is not a subject for your children. So if you're listening at home, ask your children to go to a... um, the back bedroom, if you can listen in a quiet place or put some earbuds on. If you're in the car with children, probably need to turn the radio off for a bit, 15 minutes or so. Know that when you get home tonight, you can go to letstalkfaith.com. You can click on the podcast page, and you can catch my next um, topic. Phone lines will be open at 877-943-9673. Giving you a second or so to uh, get the the signal muted for a bit. Well, this next topic speaks to the question. Are we in an unseen war in America? Is that war a spiritual war? Is there a spiritual war in the heavenlies all across earth, the globe, that we're not privy to seeing? Is there evil, not only in the world, but evil and those with evil intents here in America? If you don't think that that as much as it can be engaged by us, filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to listen to this story because we're all busy. We'll all dismiss a story like this. Oh, Just some folks over there that are, are really out there. But you know that we have been electing individuals across the country who more and more, because regular folk won't get out and vote, Christians won't get out and vote in mass numbers, and so you have these tiny minorities that end up becoming very powerful, and then you have uh, you know, a government like Canada, a government like many in Europe, Not only a majority, this is God is dead. God is not welcome here, and we're going to eradicate God. But listen to this. This comes out of Indiana. During the first hour, we talked with um, ADF about the Indiana case that went up, and the U.S. Supreme Court cited, With those in Indiana who wrote the legislation that unborn baby parts, remains, just don't get dumped in a biomedical sack, container, etc., etc., they need to be properly disposed of, whether it's burial, cremation, etc., etc. Well, there was a group in Indiana. We're talking about Indiana. Indiana. even though they're based out of where? Salem, Massachusetts. And I suggest to you, it's no coincidence that they claim their home base to be Satan, Massachusetts. Steve Warren reporting, gives us the basis with CBN News. The Satanic Temple. Let me repeat, this organization is the satanic temple. This is a real live organization here in America. They issued a statement yesterday, a very defiant statement in response to the US Supreme Court ruling I was just referring to that upheld the Indiana law requiring burial or cremation of unborn baby remains. This group, the Satanists, they say defiantly that their members of their religion are immune from the law due to freedom of religion and will argue a federal law passed in 1993 will uphold their claim. Now, this Satanist organization, the Satanist Temple, again, headquartered in Salem, Mass., believes the non-viable baby tissue is part of a woman who carries it. Even though we have science, yes, sir, we have science that proves that every so-called unborn baby already carries its own unique DNA and has a distinct and separate heartbeat from his or her mother. Still, the satanic temple folks say any state telling them how to dispose of the dead body is a violation of satanic beliefs. Since the satanic temple allows members to explore the termination of a pregnancy on their own terms. They say as a result, satanic temple members that this law violates their religious beliefs and their members may refuse to apply. Let that sink in. The 1993 federal law is designed to protect religious freedom when a religious practice conflicts with the laws of the state. Satanic Temple spokesperson Lucen Greaves said, and I quote, To be clear, members of the Satanic Temple will not be made to pay for these punitive, superfluous, and insulting burials. We claim exemption on religious liberty grounds, and we will almost certainly prevail in the courts." You might not have known this, but uh, last month the Satanic Temple was officially recognized by the Internal Revenue Service as a church. And last month the Satanic Temple was given tax-exempt status. And that comes from uh, a source I don't quote often here, but that comes from the Rolling Stone publication. So I don't even want to speculate on what they would do with these human body parts. But I wanted to use that as just a couple of statements that I want to share And I'm talking to those of you who are veteran Christians right now. Those of you who are seeking whether or not to trust Christ, I think you'll understand this pretty quickly. And so I'm also talking about those who were grounded in the faith years ago but have wandered from the faith and you're thinking about coming back. Coming back in active fellowship with those of us who follow Christ. As we go, and I was ref- I was setting this up in the last segment, when we go to our churches, especially when we've been in our churches for a long time, you know, we are in our holy huddles. Whether you're a ten, twelve thousand 12,000 member church or you're in a church of, you know, two, four, six hundred, 600, known everybody for years. On one side, it's very natural for us to hang with those of like-minded beliefs. But on the other side, especially when you get up there in age, your circle of friends, your understanding of what's going on in your community, even though you live within walking distance or driving distance or short distances to where Activities are happening, whether it's opioid sales or heroin sales or, you know, um, assaults on people who have to, to walk or take buses in certain low income neighborhoods. So, so many folks today don't have a clue. And I believe there's somebody even listening today to this story about organized Satanists that is now an official church in America that will have standing before the High Court to claim religious liberty in this case from a biblical worldview there is no question how far removed many folk in America are to anything that has to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can no longer assume that everybody in America even knows who Jesus is, knows what Christianity is all about, because I'm telling you, we have mass numbers of younger folks who didn't grow up in a church, didn't grow up with church friends. They've heard about it maybe, but they don't have a clue. And I tell you, one who's going to answer the call of God to go out and to be an evangelist for him and to share the gospel, probably step one, in addition to, to learning, you know, some of the basic tenets and truths of the gospel, to share, to invite, is to make yourself aware of how unaware or how uninformed or how ignorant, remember, ignorant is not... Using the word stupid, ignorant just means you've never been exposed to to know whatever the topic is. People don't have a clue. So remember, when you're sharing, if you will take, if you will take the challenge to share. And by the way, it was the Great Commission. It wasn't optional. Go forth to all the nations. Well, that's true, but we got a lot of work here at home starting in your neighborhood. But just think about the fact that I think that we have a choice to make here in America. We have to realize that the story has to be told over again to many people outlining the basics of the Christian walk. And then the invitation to join that walk. And while I'm on a roll this afternoon, I firmly believe I would not be in the position I am today broadcasting to you as a Christian broadcaster or serving as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission in Tallahassee had I not been led to the Lord by a man of God who happened to be a pastor, who happened to be in full command of the Greek language, all of the of the base biblical languages, Latin, Greek. And he just didn't bring me to Christ. He didn't introduce me. No, he mentored me for a year, probably more than a year. I had one year of very, very deep conversations about many aspects of God's Word. I was 16, 17 years of age, and it was on the heels of my father passing away prematurely of natural causes had a stroke in his 50s. And so as we look at what we're doing and how we're doing, we, we have so and I'm not I'm not knocking the authors or the books. We have so many how-to books both secular and Christian. But it, it occurred to me, especially with this past weekend, you know, it's very basic how we get back to and claim this country back. We got to spend time with people we got to share with people we got to let that holy spirit if nothing else tonight go to galatians and read the list of the fruit of the spirit that means the spirit that's inside of us when we let go and let him and let that spirit rule in our bodies then we're going to have the peace, the joy, the long suffering, the patience not overnight but that's what that's who we're going to become and in today's culture when that is a natural part of who you are by virtue of the Holy Spirit leading you in your life, and you ask for opportunities to share the gospel, he's going to give them to you. He's going to give you those divine appointments. And then you spend time with them. And as long as you're of the same sex, you know, men counseling men, women counseling women, you bring somebody to Christ, make yourself available for at least a year to meet regularly. And bring them along in the wisdom and admonition of the Lord. We've gotten away from that. And I think that it's telling results are cryptic. As we look out over the American landscape. And if we think we can just win somebody to Christ. Give them a tape series. And they're on their way. And they're going to be understanding the deep, the fullness, the richness of the Christian walk. No, it's not going to happen. So I challenge you, will you take a spiritual inventory of your life? Would you be honest enough to tell you what are those secret areas, those secret vaults in your life that nobody knows about? Have you ever given them up to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to I confess this of which you already know, set me free? And how is your walk? How's your tithing? How's your giving? How sold out are you really to Jesus Christ? Or are you just sold out on the outside? Tough questions today. But if just one person was with this divine appointment to hear these words today, then it is all worth it. Because one by one, the Lord wants to A, reclaim his own. One Wants you who are seeking to come to him. And three, want to be assuring to those of us. Even on days when we may not feel like he's here, he's here. Your thoughts. Is it time for revival in America for true Christianity? Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three.
1: W-262-CP, Bayonet
14: Point. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says nothing is off the table, including potential impeachment proceedings against President Donald Trump. Pelosi spoke in California after Special Counsel Robert Mueller indicated Wednesday that it's up to Congress to decide what to do next with his findings. President Trump, however, pronounced the investigation over. Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei says his country will not negotiate on issues related to its military capabilities. During a meeting with university professors on Wednesday, Khamenei said, quote, negotiations on defensive issues means that we give up our defensive capabilities. He said negotiating with the U.S. would bring nothing but harm. On Wall Street, the Dow by 221 points, the Nasdaq dropped 60, the S&P lowered by 19, oil dropped 33 cents to 58.81 a barrel. This is
8: SRNU. Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. I'll be sending one lucky winner and a companion to Dallas, Texas for the Twisted Scripture Conference this November. Enter on this station's website and download my free guide to your identity in Christ. Hope to see you in Dallas. Enter the Twisted
1: Scripture Getaway Giveaway today at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Let'sTalkFaith.com.
12: So, along with everything else you have to do day to day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy, and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total Market penetration. For increased ROI. Learn more at Surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers.
9: Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aqua Powder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aqua Powder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including Osserola Cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aqua Powder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z, Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aqua Powders is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your Aqua Powders Vitamin C today. And remember, Aqua Powders transforms water into wellness.
1: Saturday afternoons at four. It's time for gaining ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. God was the one that said, I will provide for you what you need, and he provided a woman, a wife, not
13: a honey. Not a hookup, but a wife.
1: Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs, Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. In 50 feet, turn
4: left.
11: Why are you driving so
8: After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well,
11: you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in
4: point one miles.
1: Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Jesus, can you show me just how far the east is from the west? Because I can't bear to see the man I've been.
0: God, hand to the other.
2: Hey, we're back. Just a minute or so left in the Bill Bunkley Show. A couple of updates. First of all, Sheriff Gualateri in Pinellas County speaking to the school board. Pinellas County, one of those school boards that are adamantly against arming teachers. He did uh, he's making progress. And you know he was key to the study of the Barkland massacre down in Broward County. But he was sharing about how quick these incidents these attacks on the schools, how quick they happen. And even if you have a resource officer and the call goes out and within two or three minutes, you know, very quickly there's response by fire and police. He talked about how the once the shots ring out and the shooter is starting, that the best chance to stop A high-level mayhem incident is to have other people trained and armed in the school. I think Pinellas County is thinking about not necessarily full-time teachers in the room, but maybe high school coaches, other school personnel. Maybe one day they'll come around to teachers. But I want to tell you, I definitely support specially trained Protectors in the school, and we'll see how that shapes out in Pinellas. Also, right now, new diagnosis just in the workplace. You can have workplace burnout. It's a it's now a medical term, and I guess they've got some ways to alleviate it. Just want to pass that along. Hey, thanks for being with us. More of a thoughtful day on the Bill Bunkley Show, but we really appreciate your time to head out for church. And listen to my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, who's next up on Living Word. I'm Bill Bunkley. See you tomorrow at 4. Good night.